0: The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stillwells Positively Podcast.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I hope you are staying safe and healthy. Last podcast, we had the wonderful Ali Lesnar, who is Victoria Stillwell Academy Curriculum Manager and ATD Master Trainer. Ali, we never talked about what ATD Master Trainer is all about. You need, to, nice. you need to tell us. But <laughs> you gave us some amazing tips on how we can best utilize online learning and working remotely from home. Um because everybody and everything is going online right now. But now, because we are going to nerd out here, aren't we? We're going to nerd out here to, to talk about a little bit more about how we can, like what is e-learning and how, how we, how we utilize it. Um,
2: could you just tell me what ATD is? Absolutely. ATD is the Association for Talent Development. So this is a group that focuses on training humans. And I say humans, which sounds odd to some people that are not dog trainers, I should say people. But as dog trainers, we refer to them as humans. We quite do, a bit. we always refer to them. <laughs> I have to stop myself from saying that. We're people first. We are, we're people first. But as a, as a dog trainer and those of you that work with dogs professionally, you know that that's only half the picture. The other half of the picture is working with people. And so working at VSA, it's kind of like I have training inception because I'm not only training dogs, but I'm training someone to then go forth and train the client to train the dog. So it's important to understand how adults learn. And that VSA is evidence-based in not only what we teach, but also how we teach it. And so becoming a master trainer was a step in the right direction to understanding how we teach and how we can effectively teach people.
1: I like this quote here too. You provided me with some quotes that that are quite inspiring from Connie Malamed. I don't know whether I'm saying that correctly, but um that last name and and she says that one of the most important areas we can develop as professionals is competence in assessing and sharing knowledge. Mm-hmm. I love that. We work so hard at VSA to be competent enough to assess and share our knowledge mm-hmm. for people that want to be dog trainers for people that are just uber dog lovers and for people that just want to find out more about how they might complement their own animal care business yeah
2: it's it's as a learning expert it's about the transfer of knowledge and teaching people, giving people the skills they need to be successful in their job now. So at VSA, we focus on knowledge, skills, and attitude so that they can go forth and be the best dog trainer they can be. And in this day and age, in the that technology can just be here and fast and now. We want to be able to provide people with the skills that they can use from day one. To be able to, whether they're a dog owner and they need help stopping their dog from pulling on leash or whether they are a dog trainer and they want to be able to teach a client how to teach their dog to walk on leash or whether they want to be able to run a successful business or they want to be able to help this client inspire change. It's that we need to be able to teach them, give them this knowledge and skills that they can use in their own situation in their area.
1: So there's a lot of jargon out there. Mm-hmm. We call it remote learning, e-learning, online learning. I mean, what what does this all mean?
2: That's a great question. And it's one that has a very diplomatic answer in that there really isn't a set industry standard. If you go out there and you look up these definitions of blended learning, e-learning, distance learning, remote, virtual, all these different aspects of training. I mean, even in the dog world, we can't even really describe what is teaching, what is training, what is positive training, you know, fear free, force free, different institutions have different definitions. And so I think that's the best thing that we can do is we can talk about it from the VSA perspective of what do these words mean to us? And how do we do them? So for example, let's talk a little bit about jargon here, we'll learn something new today, which is always fun you wanna think about what's actually happening in the learning experience. So for example, if you can picture yourself learning in a webinar and there's a live person on the other end of the webinar talking to you and you're learning via PowerPoint slides. This is like, if you were in the swimming pool with this person, they're there with you. And so you would be doing what, synchronized swimming? So we would call this in the learning industry, we call this synchronous learning that it's live it's in person you're getting live feedback versus asynchronous learning kind of like swimming by yourself (laughs) or learning by yourself when those uh, maybe it's a lecture or something that's pre-recorded or like a book is an example of asynchronous learning so you're reading what the author wrote right now but the author's not there with you so looking at these two different types of training That's when we can start to get into, is it facilitator-led? So is there an instructor with you right now? Is it synchronous online, asynchronous online? Is it blended? So a bit of, so VSA, we do both. We have instructor-led, where you come learn from us at our five-day intensives, where you get put into the deep end of dog training and you get to learn about dog behavior and your training skills and all the wonderful things that we could talk about. We also have cyber classes, which, and uh, meetings with your faculty advisor for our online program where you get a live person on the other end of your class webinars and you get to work with your class and have that social aspect that many people look for. And your faculty advisor works with you one-on-one live. And we also have asynchronous, which means our online lessons. You have a video of Victoria in your living room and she's talking to you through pre-recorded videos and you also have other things so you can have just e-learning where it's just that technology is a part of learning so like at our intensives we have polling as a part on your smartphone as a part of the little lecturette that we have so it's very active all of these things are to promote an active learning style but there are benefits to things like asynchronous so for example wouldn't you if we have over a hundred hours of content at vsa would you rather have to go on a schedule and learn that on VSA schedule or would you rather sit at home in your pajamas and be able to do that whenever you want?
1: Well, I feel like I want to have more sort of power when I'm mm-hmm. when I'm free to learn. I, I need to, to, to be able to have that because um, and, and also, you know, as many of our students are, they have other jobs as well. Um, and so they need to have that freedom to be able to do that, to mm-hmm. be able to to learn at their own pace, While well, still they have a certain sort of time that they kind of have to fit everything in, mm-hmm. but but I, I think that's important. I don't oh. want that pressure of I have to I have to you know fit into this schedule, mm-hmm. which is not doesn't fit into my life. Right. I don't think our the e-learning experience would be successful if you had to have something that you know you have to fit into what this academy says. Well we can't, we've all got lives, we've got families,
2: we've got jobs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what research shows that adults prefer to learn on their own in a self-paced way. And it's actually a new thing called exploratory learning that and experiential learning that adults, you can give them the tools like you almost give them a resource like a textbook or a, a static online lesson with slides or PDF handouts and things. And they go out in the world and you can maybe give them a simulation and they learn ahead of time and bring their prior skills and knowledge and learn new skills and apply it in these situations. So we use all of these different things at VSA.
1: Yeah, but when I, I just I have to sort of say that we're not talking about kids that are online learning when they have to go to you know they're they're they're, they're learning remotely at home they have to stick to a schedule yes they right. have to be my daughter has to be in front of her computer at 8 30 in the morning even if she gets up at 8 mm-hmm. she has to be in front of her computer for her first class mm-hmm. and then she has to be there so so there is a schedule so we're not talking about that mm-hmm. we're just talking about more adult um, learning when uh, at vsa
2: right and, so and if, other you're, platforms if you're as well. looking for an online learning experience say for instance you want to get a certificate online or, or an advanced degree you're going to want something especially if you have kids at home or you have another job, you're going to want something that works for you and your schedule. But even your daughter, her school I know does a lot of project-based learning where she has to do a lot of things outside of the classroom. I mean, that's what classrooms really were meant to do is that nowadays, modern classrooms, the the students read the textbooks at home and they do projects at home and they bring them to the classroom and that's where the teamwork comes in. And that's exactly what we do at VSA, that you're at home learning at your own pace with the asynchronous learning. And then when you get in person or when you get live with your cyber classes or live with your faculty advisors, that's the time that the collaboration really kicks into high gear and you get to apply what you've learned at home. So when we're thinking about all these different examples, you can also think of how that applies to your situation at home right now. So, with through the social distancing, maybe your child uh, has been sent home with a bunch of different PDFs. Maybe they have an e textbook that they're supposed to read. Maybe their teacher has sent them home with static PowerPoint slides. Or maybe you're at home and you are now doing all of your meetings all day long <laughs> for some of you virtually. And so, you're wondering, you know, how can I have this feel like it used to in person? How, you know, is this gonna be as effective? Is my child gonna learn as much at home as they would in the classroom? Or am I gonna be as productive in these meetings if I can't see people? So I'd like to talk about some some tools that you can use in these experiences. So for example, what I do as an instructional designer is I really design materials to engage. We know not only with humans, but also with dogs that the relationship is the basis for learning that if you don't have a relationship with your instructor or with your teacher, it's very difficult to learn. And same thing for with your peers, that when you're in school, you can go back in the days of your classroom days, you learn a lot from your peers in addition to your teacher. And so we want to bring that to online learning as well. We want you to feel as though you still have that classroom experience. You still have a group surrounding you, supporting you, helping you, being there for you emotionally and also work-wise to be able to share the load. So bringing materials ahead of time. So if you are leading your own meeting, and be sure be sure that people get those ahead of time, that they maybe have the agenda, or they know what the goals are. That's what we do at VSA, is we want to be sure that learners know what the learning objectives are for each of these lessons, and that they have materials ahead of time. We even send pre-work. You know, learning is really not just about that lecture. In fact, lecture has been shown it's not the most effective way to transfer that knowledge like we talked about in the very beginning so at vsa we think of learning as an everyday way of life really in that learning never stops we know that as dog trainers and so sending out pre-work and having our learners work on it ahead of time which is what we do for meetings as well we may send out some pre-work for different uh groups to work on and bring to the meeting so we can be as productive as possible when we get together. And also having post work as well so that the learning continues through. And our in-person track of VSA, we have Facebook challenges. So we'll talk about, we challenge our students at the end of each lesson to go forth and apply what they've learned. And then we talk about it on Facebook. Another great tip is to use stories. Much like we're conversing now, we as learning experts, we know that using conversational English is much more compelling and therefore is what we call like stickier. You know, it's more effective than straight up narration. So using stories and anecdotes can help drive your point across as well. And a story sounds just as great on a podcast or the radio as it does in person. I think it also makes things
1: a little bit more accessible. And Mm -hmm um understandable and and you can relate to it you know if you Mm -hmm. certainly had that if if your if your teacher your faculty advisor whoever they are is is telling you something that maybe have happened to them or their experiences then that is going to that i i definitely remember stories a little bit more like facts after facts after facts can be hard to 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 retain and recall but stories are much much easier um let's take a quick break and then when we get back we can talk at at, you know how how you can involve virtual participants so how can you how can we we're staying connected but like what can we do to make that easier for people to participate so Mm -hmm. we'll we'll be back very shortly
0: quick break here to get a word from this episode's sponsor the victoria Stowell academy With everything going on in the world these days, online and distance learning is becoming more and more common. Over the past few years, there's been a steady increase in the number of online courses that are available to help people learn everything from how to play the guitar to how to do high level coding for websites. Brand name universities have been offering online courses for a few years and people have gotten more and more used to the concept of learning via their phones or computers. But now the coronavirus situation has supercharged the idea of online learning and telecommuting, with most colleges and universities moving all of their classes online, employers encouraging people to work from home, and even many schools shifting their lessons for children to online platforms. The good news is that educators like the Victoria Stowell Academy that have been offering online courses for a while have been working hard to develop super engaging and powerful online learning protocols that help learners get the most out of their distance learning. While there are still some schools that simply put their older content online as slides, a PDF, or a repurposed static audio lecture and leave it to their students to try their best, now there are better options. The Victoria Duel Academy is a leader, not just in providing the best dog training educational content, but also in the unique and powerful ways that that content is delivered to the learner. Whether you're a dog owner looking for free courses to help build your dog's confidence, a self-described dog geek itching to get the latest information about dog behavior, or someone aspiring to change your career path to work with dogs for a living, the Victoria Stillwell Academy has a powerful suite of learner-centered, performance-based online courses available for you to start today. All Victoria Stowell Academy courses are designed by Victoria and VSA's team of psychologists, instructional designers, and specialty experts to ensure a truly dynamic, engaging, and effective learning process. No more plodding through tired old text-based lessons or trying to figure out the point of games that don't address the true root cause of dog behavior. And the best news? You can enroll in one of the Victoria Stowell Academy's free starter courses right now for no charge. Just go to vsdogtrainingacademy.com and click on the Enroll button to get started. If you're ready to take your dog training knowledge to the next level, you can enroll in the fully refundable Fundamentals of Dog Training and Behavior course today and get $100 off by using promo code PODCAST at checkout. Go to vsdogtrainingacademy.com and choose the Fundamentals course from the top menu. And finally, if you're looking for a school that will give you the skills, knowledge, and confidence you need to become a professional dog trainer, the Academy's Dog Trainer course is the premier option in dog trainer education. You can talk to an enrollment coordinator today or apply for enrollment right away in our online-only course with the option to upgrade to the in-person track when the time is right in the future. Visit vsdogtrainingacademy.com now to enroll in one of the Victoria Stillwell Academy's dynamic online courses And get started learning right away while staying at home and learning at your own pace. Learn online now with the Victoria Stillwell Academy, the future of dog training.
1: Okay, so we were talking about, you were just talking about the use of stories in helping people learn online and about how maybe to get some information to stick, right? Everybody Mm -hmm. loves stories and people can really empathize and sympathize um, with another person's experience. So... But tell me how 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 can you involve participants more? What's the sort of are there like there's a social norms for that e-learning and like how you do it? What what an etiquette
2: I should say? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I remember. Oh my goodness, weren't there something like robert's rules or something of how meetings should be run of like when you're on an way, they're like very strict rules of how things should be done and what we're discovering with modern learning is that the more that people connect to each other and the more that people connect to the content and like how it's delivered and the more people can reflect on their own experiences the stronger that connection to the to content will be and we can literally build bridges in our brain to make those neural connections, to move things from short-term into long-term memory. So we know now that lecturing over and over and over again is not necessarily the best way to learn, but to, to compare something, to make connections with something that you already know to this new topic is going to be the key. And then sharing that with someone else, so that teach-back of then teaching someone else about it or connecting to someone else's story. So how we can involve virtual participants, say for example, maybe this is your child is using a Zoom room now for school, or you are working virtually on your platform with your uh, fellow coworkers, we can use a bunch of different things. Like at VSA, we use a show of pause. So that's P-A-W-S. So many people in the learning industry call this a show of hands, but we thought, nah, we'll bring a little dogginess into this. So anytime a student has a question, they may raise a paw. Uh, they also can, we can use that in polling. So polling can be a powerful tool. If you are, I'm going to steal something out of Dr. Paula Bloom's book of asking your team, you may have given the best description of what you're doing going forth for your team, and you think it makes perfect sense to you, And you say, everybody good with that? Okay, here we go, let's move on to the next bit. But in reality, your team may be too afraid to say how they feel about it. So instead, asking your team, how confident do we feel we can move forward with this on a scale of one to 10, and then have everyone pull in, is a much more effective way to show that your team actually, it gives them the opportunity to say, I'm not feeling super confident, and to clarify that a little bit. You can use the chat. You can also use online breakout rooms. Or you can use a shared whiteboard to talk about things. So if you're used to, if you're a big whiteboard person and you're used to writing things on flip charts and writing things out or you want to write things, continue to write things. This is the time that we can use that and we have that technology now. So there also has been a lot of evidence to show that we retain things better when we do physically write them down. So if you're a good old pad and pen, paper and pad person, whip am, that out. I am. I I write everything down. I love writing it down. And
1: it, it actually um, it, it does make things stick. And mm-hmm. I don't know the, the kind of brain that I have. Certainly when I was at school, I had this ability, which I don't have so much, but I would be able to look at a page, read through it a couple of times, and then I would be able to see it in my mind. Um, that's how I, I think I got so, so many O levels and my, got my A levels was because I could literally, I remember doing a test on Calvin and I remember that being able to look at that part of my textbook and be able to read it almost in my mind and then put it down there.
2: That's incredible. I, I'm
1: not so good at that now, mm-hmm. but I'm very, it was very visual. It was totally normal for me, totally normal for me to do that. But then I realized actually that's kind of actually not that normal. Yeah, but um I don't know how normal that is, Victoria. It's yeah, well, incredible. I I was able to do that. I mean, I I can't look at the yellow pages like some the, you know, the yellow right. pages for those people, yeah, but well, I'm not even going to explain. But anyway, <laughs> I can't look at a book just full of like facts and figures and then have that that mind where mm-hmm. I can go, you know, uh, go go down, but definitely for me that's how I remember that I I did Latin that way, Pliny's letters, that kind of stuff, where I'd actually see the page as I was writing it down. So,
2: um, that writing stuff down for me is important as well. So for those of us that maybe can't remember the page (laughs) as it were, which I'm very impressed, is that some of the best mnemonic devices or memory techniques that we can have is, yes, writing things down can be helpful, but you know what's really effective? Do you think it's more effective to write things to write down exactly what the instructor said or to write it down in your own words? In your own words. In your own words. Absolutely. That's absolutely correct. Right. Many of us are very tempted, especially like if you are taking our online course with Victoria, of course you want to write down everything she says because it's brilliant. Well, thank you. But writing things down in your own words in a summary can help you remember best. It is much better, mm-hmm. isn't it? And, and
1: and since I've learned with you, mm-hmm. I'm now doing that, and it, and it it is hell I wish I knew that at school. Me too. Because that that okay. So I had that kind of brain, but I I think it would have been a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I would have felt more empowered um, that if I was able to a put stuff in my own words and also to to recall it mm-hmm. in that kind of way. Now that I don't have that the, the brain that I did have
2: when I was younger now th- that recall, I mean, it's helped so much. Mm-hmm. And it really strengthens your memory. You are strengthening your brain. The good news is even at any age, we can still strengthen our brains and build our memories no matter how old or young we are. So that's really exciting to think that your brain is this thing that we can continue to strengthen and hone over time. And so That's something we focus on at VSA is we want to set up our learners for success so that they are not going back to how maybe they used to learn, how I used to learn at university is just, I tried to write down everything the instructor said, and now I know that it was kind of a waste of time. And so we provide things like learning guides, and we have these reflection questions to cue the retrieval of this information. That's in a very evidence-based way. But say, for example, you just want to convey some information to your team at work or you know, the way that they do it in school is you have a textbook, so it's all there. You don't have to write your own textbook. So giving those materials ahead of time of your main points to your team can be really helpful. So they only take kind of the extra notes, the supplemental notes of things that you say they're important, but they have the key things ahead of time. Another important uh, way to involve virtual participants is to think about their Mental health. So, like we did in the last podcast, encourage them to share photos and connect with each other socially, to be able to chat before and after the meeting, and also to have stretch breaks. I think about our faculty member, Lisa, who gets us up at the intensives to do yoga stretch breaks. Oh, they're so needed yes, they're so needed, <laughs>
1: Yes, I mean, we do get up, obviously a lot, we're training a lot of dogs, but sometimes when we might be doing a group um something that's more focused um, mm-hmm. then then
2: yes, we need to get up and move a little bit that really That really helps. So we can do that together. Uh, if you're leading a, a meeting, you can encourage your team to get up and do that. Or you can go grab your kids during their breaks and move as a family too, to be sure that we're prepping ourselves and setting that positive intention for learning. If you're interested in learning more about learning, we have a great um, past webinar, uh, Shaking Off the Educational Dust, What Science Tells Us About Modern Learning. And we also have an upcoming webinar on April 1st to talk more about e-learning and what we do at VSA. If you're interested in learning more right now, we invite you to check out our starter course. We have several different starter courses so you can take and just get a taste. Even if you have no intention of being a dog trainer, just see what it's like to learn with some experts online. You say be intentional about what you consume. What do you mean by that? What I mean about being intentional about what you consume is that as someone who's potentially looking for online learning, if you're in the market and you want to take advantage of the social distancing time and learn something new, whether it's through VSA, it's through a master class, or just watching YouTube videos, or perhaps you're looking at what your child's using, or you're looking at what your work uses for virtual training and meetings, think about whether they're applying the latest adult learning techniques. Are they intentional about what they're teaching? Are do, Is there a clear objective? What is the purpose of this meeting? Just like how we think about the purpose of physical meetings. We've always heard about those meetings like, oh, this is a waste of time. This could have easily been done via email. It's important to think about just because it's virtual doesn't mean it's less important, that it's equally as important and we can be just as productive. So you don't have to put up with these dry, static, and non-relationship-based training, these old-school slides and notes over and over again. Like at VSA, everything that we do has video and audio in it. And it's beautiful. If I have, of course, I'm bragging about my own work here, but it is we beautiful. try and make it exciting. It's
1: beautiful. It is, it's visually beautiful. It not only is it imparting amazing information, but it's done in a way where it's just not boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, you're looking at somebody who gets bored really easily, who does have a small attention span and that, and, and I wanted to design something, um, that, that would keep people's attention and 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 I think we do that brilliantly mm-hmm. um at VSA so um yes you don't have to put up with s- static dry non relationship based training do you Mm-mm. um evidence based learner
2: centered performance based programs it's a lot of again it's our it's I get excited by that cuz that's learning jargon but what that really means is that our You want to look for programs that are designed around you, the learner. Are they meant for adults? Are they meant to engage you every 7 to 10 minutes so that you don't just... Your mind just doesn't go elsewhere. That's what our brains need as learners. Are are you able to connect with the content and reflect back on your prior experience? Are you able to connect with others and understand at the end of the day, what's in it for you? Why are you taking this course? And are you able to actually apply what you've learned? Is this going to be useful for you on day one of what you want to do? Whether it's in a meeting with your colleagues, are you actually able to do what they're outlining? Or it's learning with VSA, are you actually able to be a dog trainer after you graduate? And our focus is on not only what we teach and how evidence-based it is, but also how we teach it and the delivery and that we're able to engage people the whole time.
1: So when people say, oh, you know, we want to develop an online course, uh, um, A, if you've got three years, great. But, um, there is a lot that goes into it, a lot of thought that goes into it. And that's why I think VSA is really a cut above the rest because mm-hmm. we, we truly have thought about everything. Not only are we a well-rounded course, um, that we, we, we've thought of everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm so pleased that you could join us today and, um, if you want to find out more about the academy, then go to vsdogtrainingacademy.com. You can find out more information. If you want to um, learn a, more about the courses that we provide, then please go on there and find out more information. Um, Ali, I, I'd also like to talk about, because we do have a lot of tr- dog trainers that listen to this, and so I would like to do... Um, a webinar or a future podcast on virtual consultations, how you mm-hmm. conduct a virtual consultation now, because so many dog trainers, including our Victoria Still Positivity dog trainers and a lot of our VSA graduates, are now having to go and offer virtual consultations as well. Mm-hmm. I do a few of them, um, but uh, it, it it that's that's our world mm-hmm. um some of our faculty have been doing it for a very long time even before all of this this coronavirus out, outbreak so i think um i think that's definitely something that we could talk about in a future podcast
2: absolutely. or that we can offer in the webinar yeah absolutely it's it's definitely something that needs to be considered uh, not only now but also in the future of just being able to connect with Again, thinking about being intentional in what you consume and finding the best trainers that you can. It's a global network out there. It truly is. Well, everybody, thank
1: you so much for joining us. And uh, Holly will be back. She will be back. Um, She also is working from home as well. So hopefully that um, we can connect and um, because we miss our Holly. But we're so happy, Ali, to have you here. Um, You are incredible. And you have taught everybody so much. Um, not only that, you are helping us educate a whole new, um, the, the new generation of dog trainers and also helping dog lovers out there, wherever they are in the world. And that is the benefit of our online learning platform. So be healthy, everybody, be safe, and we will see you again on the next podcast.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stilwell, or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively.